Boom, 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 boom. Nobody knows where we might end up. Nobody knows. Boom, 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 boom. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Christina Yang. Please answer my calls. I'm Stephanie Birch now, doctor. <laughs> I'm Anna Fitzaller now, doctor. Uh, yeah, we're doctors, actually. Um, that's actually the cool way that people, um, it's the trendy thing that people have been doing in Seattle, Greece recently, just like screaming their profession after they say their names. Yeah, no, I mean, even mm -hmm. there was a woman who was cleaning up one of the rooms and she said, oh, well, I said, what's your name? And she said, oh, my name's Jasmine um, Smith. And then she screamed, cleaner. <laughs> Sorry, did I uh, make your wake up Meredith yeah it's it's honestly it's sweeping the hospital it's literally WhatsApp all over again what's up what's up um do you want to tell everyone about the episode we just watched yeah so we just watched the third episode of season two and in this episode Meredith's mom is in the hospital Ellis Gray is her name uh, and so it's sort of outed that she has Alzheimer's um and Let's see, Christina Yang passed out in surgery because unfortunately she had a miscarriage that was really hard to watch. Um, Izzy had to work with Derek and Addison, which was awkward, I think, for her since they're obviously bickering. Mm -hmm. uh, George works with Ellis, who because of her Alzheimer's thinks that George is her ex-husband. And I think Alex just basically tries to not be a dick to a woman who is their patient who has kind of an ex can't control extreme blushing right right and that's that's i think those were the big moments for me well you know what i actually think for me the biggest thing happening in this episode was just chief weber experimenting with hats that was big he wore four different hats in the course of this entire episode i remember this day vividly because Every time I saw him, he was wearing a different hat. At first, he was wearing a weird little leather fedora. And then I saw him later during rounds, and he was wearing a little page boy cap. And then I looked at his office, and he has, like, a little hat rack in it with, like, a dozen different hats that he's just swapping. So I don't get that is how he's been spending his time on, uh, what, like, medical leave is just experimenting with chapeaus. Yeah, yeah. Did you have a favorite one? um it didn't actually make the episode but there was one point I remember vividly because I saw him at lunch he was grabbing a quick salad just a quick one mm -hmm. um and he was wearing like it was one of those um it was like a hat or not a hat but it was like kind of like a headband you'd get like he must have gotten it on New Year's Eve during uh in 2000 it was like a Y2K hat and so it was like it was just a little headband and then it said Y2K like sticking out of it. So it was like some, it, was, it looked really fun. Wow. I'm, that is very fun. And mm -hmm. I'm so upset that I missed that hat. Um, the, the hat I saw him in was sort of this, I, it was one of those like silly hats that people have where I guess it's not a hat at all. It's more of a Halloween costume that sort of makes you look like a mad scientist bald in the middle and then crazy long gray hair on each side totally and mm -hmm. I was like okay I feel like you're trying to hide that you don't have hair but this is almost accentuating it um totally I feel like 
the bald hat with the hair on the outsides it should be used exclusively for like a little child who wants to dress up like a mad scientist for halloween it's actually really shocking to see a grown adult wearing that hat yeah oh my god do i love a baby dressed up like a grandpa or grandma or just mm-hmm. old person. I mean, you know, why do we always do that, huh? Why, why do we always call old people grandma, grandpa? They might not be. Like they might be Nona and Grampy. Or they might not have grandkids. Mm. I, whenever I see an old woman, I'm always like, look at that cute little grandma. Yeah. What if they're just two rocking singles in their octogenarians as well, you know? Exactly. <laughs> That's something I want to work on for myself. That's my, that's something I think I should grow and learn stop assuming that elderly people have children and grandchildren yeah yeah that's a really that's a really noble uh, heroic yeah i think that's very cool of you very noble yeah i feel like there's like a lot going on in the world right now and like that's the thing that i can do Mm -hmm. the little bit that you can control exactly exactly is your perception of elderly so i actually wanted to talk to you about something that happened in this episode oh my god what Okay, in the beginning, George and Meredith and I think Christina, but they're they're watching Alex and Izzy like have a conversation and they're like, oh my God, are we friends with her? Like, that's so weird, blah, 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 blah. And then George says, George just randomly says, someone make the lamb stop screaming. And I thought, is he doing the thing that we talked about doing where you just say a dramatic non sequitur? Oh my God, that's actually 1000% what he did. Like, had he been talking about that earlier? Because someone make the lamb stop screaming. Is that definitely what he said? I I wrote it down. It is exactly what he said. And I was like, I must have missed something because I was in the locker room that day and there was nothing I remember having anything to do with that. And then when he randomly said it, I was like, okay, is he listening to our podcast and like trying to get more airtime by saying random shit? Um, it sounds like it. Do you think though, if George listens to this podcast, do we need to start editing what we say? Like, do we need to like assume that people in the hospital are listening to the gossip that we're spreading about them? Okay, Stephanie, I'm going to say something right now. We should never change for anyone. okay? Okay. This is a gossip podcast. Like we should keep gossiping. Like, even if it's scary, even if it's crazy, even if no one believes us, like Mm -hmm. that's our job this is our job besides no, also right. being a doctor but like, yeah like I took two oaths the Hippocratic oath and the gossip oath yes and this gossip it is my sworn duty to protect and uh continue I'm gonna just give the audience like a little taste of what the gossip oath is uh and you can feel free to expand on it but okay. one of the main things when you say the gossip oath is like I shall never stop gossiping in the coldest of days, the rainiest of weathers, and even the rudest of persons. Mm-hmm. When I stop. And- mm-hmm. Oh, no, you can finish that one. I sorry, I forgot. Oh, I was just going to. It's not important, but the second sentence is oh. just like, and I should always eat a snack while I gossip. I love. Oh, yeah. The eating the snack is honestly so important. I'm eating trail mix right now. My favorite part of the oath was the one that I take the most seriously is um, you should while gossiping, you should feel free and encouraged to to guess as boldly and as wildly as you'd like about how much a woman weighs. 
Yeah, that was a really big part. And 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 then kind of following that, it's like, and always assume there's a possibility she is pregnant. Mm-hmm. And boldly ask that as well. Bold, be bold in the face of questioning whether your boss is a criminal. Yeah. And be willing to accept the consequences of spreading these these words. And never stop when you see evidence. Yeah, when you see evidence that goes against your gossip, continue to persevere with the gossip. Yeah, because perseverance is what gets you clearance. That is beautiful. That's really beautiful, actually. I loved when we took the oaths that night. I know, and honestly, my arm like my hand where we did like the blood pact mm-hmm. it honestly has not healed up properly have you not are, are you not like um I feel like you maybe could use some work on your stitches oh yeah I've just totally not been using my right hand and I am right-handed so I've been doing all my surgeries left-handed because of the blood oath like I was like trying to sew it up myself but yeah. obviously left hand I can't really sew and now I'm doing that with patients and it's just like ugh. like can okay, we all just get a smoothie good. Yeah, we shouldn't just be going lefty in operations. No, but I mean... Because unfortunately it is like, yeah, it's like that is us honoring our gossip oath, but that's actually kind of us going against our Hippocratic oath. Right, yeah. It's so hard to juggle it's the so two. It's so hard to balance. It's so hard to balance. Especially when we come on here and I want to just like talk openly to the public about like specific patient confidential information. And then I'm like, ah, I'm like at a crossroads because like Hippocratic oath, is that what it's called? Yeah. And gossip oath, like that's exactly where they meet. Mm-hmm. And for me, the gossip oath honestly takes precedence. So mm-hmm. I will be sharing um, the personal information and the medical information of any any person that I feel is important to share. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I, I gossip is taking the forefront of my mind because I don't know if I've told you this yet, mm-hmm. but I met with someone who is working at a sock company Okay. It's Arthur called, James. It was Arthur James and he works at Arthur Jameson socks. So weird extra ass. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, they might be interested in doing promos on our podcast. Cause they said that it's getting some traction. And so they might want to do like, I don't know, like a little advertisement or something. So now I'm like all in on the gossip. Cause yeah, honestly, we have to follow the money. Yeah. Are you into that? Cause I wasn't sure. I was like, ah, is that like selly outy? doing paid advertisements no i'm i'm of course i'm into it okay i'll get back to him i met him just like last week and he was like oh yeah you're the girl from the podcast blah 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 blah. the socks have a heating pad in them do you like do you like that i feel like i don't want my feet to get that warm i hate it yeah it's way too hot but i think again follow the money i mean even if You're it's right. a faulty product. He said there was a couple lawsuits coming in about people's toes burning off. But okay, well, again, yeah, we'll just make sure we cash our checks before those lawsuits come through. Exactly. Um, so let's see. What, what else happened in this episode? Did you I thought this episode was like really dramatic. I didn't know any of this was going on with Christina that day. I, I was there and I had no idea that she was in surgery and all this when all this yeah. was happening. Oh my God. But you know what? I can't believe I didn't hear because so Christina gets rushed into surgery 
And she manages to tell Izzy and Bailey right before she passes out or whatever that um, she's pregnant. So then Bailey tells Izzy, go get Dr. Shepard, go get Addison um, and be discreet about it. And then Izzy rolls up to Addison, Weber, and somehow George and manages to like, Mm -hmm. in the most indiscreet way possible, like convey that she needs Addison. It's just like, was so wild. It was like, you. it would have taken no effort at all for you to be like, Addison, can I talk to you for a second? And then like pull her aside. Instead, she was like, she did the thing of being like, Christina needs you. She's in surgery. Why me? And she was like, <laughs> it's like, girl, what? Yeah. You know, I, so I had a very similar reaction to that, but I almost thought on the flip side that Addison could have realized what was happening a little quicker because she was totally. like, what, why me? And it's like, well, I don't know. Like, obviously because she's pregnant, like, and that's yeah, kind like, of your thing. Read the room sister. But I do agree that Izzy like fucking panicked. Izzy also kind of made that moment a lot about her. Like when, when Christina was like, I'm pregnant, is he just like stood in the doorway frozen? Like, yeah, she was pissed. She, <laughs> like, I mean, she, what spent, the fuck? she spent like definitely her, her most of the time during this episode, you could tell. And I remember this day vividly. She was just kind of like pouting that, like feeling all insecure about not being part of the, the group, right, basically, yeah. meaning um, Meredith and Christina. And I was like, and also like you and me, probably. Yeah, that's why this was oh yeah she was like you guys are always like in your room in your trundle beds giggling 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 eating soft pretzels that I didn't make and you never let me make you guys pretzels and I was like yeah because you don't have shit on Wetzel's sorry babe you don't got shit on Wetzel's you honestly are second to even Auntie Anne babe I call her babe because she finds it condescending I I felt that I mean did you really say that to her? No. Ah, uh, we've been working on you being bold. Remember I know. That when when we I got <laughs> but but uh, yeah, Izzy, she was definitely feeling insecure that she doesn't, she's not part of their circle. She's definitely insecure that she doesn't get invited to soft pretzel Sundays in our beds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She didn't mention that a lot, though. I was sort of like, hmm. You know, you're, you're feeling you're like, I was just like, hmm, Hmm. that's interesting. Cause it's like, Hmm. yeah, you feel really left out from Christina and Meredith, but like, also like, we're pretty much in their clique. Like, even though like they don't hang out with us like a ton during work days, like we do, we're in their clique. Like, Mm -hmm. wouldn't you say? Oh, I would definitely say, I think that like, if it came down to it and they did a spontaneous weekend away, they got an Airbnb somewhere and it's four bedrooms, I think they would invite us. I think even if it was two bedrooms, they'd invite us. I think they know and we know that like if we're on a 16-person pedal tavern, we're easily four seats filled, and now we just have to worry about the other 12. Exactly, yeah. And I think like the thing that Christina – I mean the thing that – excuse me, the thing that Izzy doesn't understand is like kind of how much power we have. And I think Mm -hmm. if she did realize how much power we had in the social group, like she would kind of treat us differently. Because like, I also don't feel like she's trying as hard to be our friend as she is Meredith and Christina's. No, I actually thought that was like almost a little offensive the way that they framed this episode too, where they're only showing her desperate to get into their friend group. And it's like, we don't even see her talk about us at all. And it, it's just like she could she could fucking throw us a bone every once in a while. I feel like she could try a little harder. 
I know. And she's like on the show and everything too. So part of me is like, why are you complaining so much? You know, like we're not even on the show. Yeah, she's, um, I think she's definitely, I get the vibe from Izzy and because I get the vibe, that means that this is definitely true. She's definitely like a star fucker and she is like, only cares about like fame and famous people. Um, and I think that like if she had the opportunity, I think she would have sex with like like a Piers Morgan. Like I think she doesn't care at all like about like the quality of the person. She only cares about the proximity to fame and fortune. I think that's right on the nose, and I'm gonna be like crazy right now. And I'm gonna say I think you should say that to her, to her face. Yeah, I think you should say that to her face. Why should, why would you want me to say that to her face? It's way, that's not how gossip works, Anna. The whole point of gossip is to spread it to other people so that it continues to spread. And so then everybody knows, but that person maybe doesn't know that everyone knows. Yeah. But why I would think, you want me to nip this in the bud when it's just getting started? I think I just like really want something super dramatic to happen. What do you think of, of Alex and Izzy becoming friends? I feel like Alex is, um, you know, Alex and I, we are still doing our reading lessons and mm-hmm. I just kind of feel like, um, I feel like he's gotten a lot of confidence ever since he's moved on. We've, um, we're actually, we're now, I'm letting him read, um, some of the babysitters club and I feel like he's like reading the babysitters club and he's starting to really like understand and wrap his head around, um, like the importance of female friendships mm. um, and so I think that's like a big part of it so I actually do see it as like a positive thing I worry a little bit that like Izzy isn't all in and she and and that she's not there to give Alex exactly what he needs as far as like he's looking for the Claudia Kishi to his Kirstie Thompson you know right yeah no definitely I mean Oh God! This and I'm is hard. sorry, but Izzy is a classic Stacy. Right? No, she. Uh, geez, I can't do this for one more second. I. Uh, <laughs> I've never read the Babysitters Club. Will you just give me a quick synopsis? Of course. So the Babysitters Club is a fantastic book series penned by the the woman, the legend, Anna Martin, um, and it's about a series of a group of girls who are about I think 13 years old. Christy is the president. Claudia Kishi is the Ooh, I want to say treasurer. No, sec. Um, I don't know, but she they have meetings at her house. Marianne, Stacy, Dawn, they all have jobs, and they basically all of them run this babysitters club. So the parents can call, and there's one number six babysitters, and then that way they can schedule it all that. There's dues every week, so it's based, and then and then they all go like have their jobs, and then they come in and they kind of like pull the money, split the money, and that way these girls are learning like entrepreneurial shit. These are business women and they're 13 years old and they're problem solving. And they've also are supporting each other as they're going through personal things such as diabetes and divorce. Um, One of the 13 year olds is getting divorced. Her parents are getting divorced. Oh, oh, okay. That makes a lot more sense. (laughs) Child, child brides. Yeah. It's all part of it. That sounds fascinating. I mean, if you don't mind, I would love to join you and Alex for a lesson. 
I think you totally should. Unfortunately, I, I'm going to just come out and say it. I already know that me and you, we are the Mallory and the Jesse of the crew, which is unfortunately not a compliment. Oh, no. What, yeah, what are you, those two? We're essentially junior varsity. Oh, that, well, no, but yeah, that makes sense. It, yeah, exactly. No, but yeah. like, so What's their deal? They pick up the babysitting jobs no one else wants? I think the deal with them is that they're younger, like they're 11 or 12 or something like that. (laughs) I'm 56, so that's ridiculous. I can't be 11 or 12. Yeah, you're right. Um, 56, God, you're basically a grandma. Not necessarily. (laughs) Okay, gotcha. I was just testing you. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, all that's to say is Alex, I think... I think this friendship is real from Alex and I think he's really starting to learn and pick up on the importance of, as I said, female friendship and also young female entrepreneurship. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I think that's why he's like been a good person for Meredith too. I think, I think he was, I think he's seeing these up the, the window of opportunity for him to like be a good person for Meredith. And I think, I think I see more potential in, Alex and Meredith's friendship than I do in Alex and Izzy's friendship because I think that Izzy is a fickle friend because as I said she's a star fucker and she only wants Alex's attention while he is a key member of this show and the minute you and I get promoted to main cast yeah she's gonna be off his dick for sure no that's true I also think Meredith puts Alex in his place in a way that Izzy doesn't not that the onus should be on uh the woman but meredith Mm -hmm. has made it very clear i'm not gonna hook up with you and i feel like alex is gonna still keep trying and trying and trying to get with izzy and it's gonna be impossibly annoying yeah they're definitely i think alex and izzy are more of a flirtation than a friendship so i think izzy's calling it just a friendship is like you're being a little liar babe babe Babe. i like using that as an insult me too I loved in this episode when Bailey was like not gonna let um, Meredith into the into the Yang surgery. Um, Me too. I thought Bailey like really. I I loved the way that Bailey kind of had Christina's back. Like yeah. the minute she really oh she was her, a, she like awesome. dropped all the like whatever classic Bailey the color of the Nazi like all of that was pushed aside so she could be there for her little babies yeah and she like hung in the room and she ah oh, she was just like so great i was like i we i really saw a soft side of bailey that day mm-hmm. um i also love that she kind of said you know i think i wrote it down but she said she said i might be short but you're pretty tiny yeah she was like i could beat the shit out of you and i was like and oh, i loved that I especially for us short people as as everyone knows i'm famously very small like five feet tall and so for me that was so wonderful to hear because it is about mass sometimes not height yeah and again i'm perfectly happy to gossip as openly as widely and as insanely as I must about a woman's weight and so if you asked me to estimate Bailey's weight I'm gonna say she weighs 500 pounds <laughs> your muscle she's that's pure a, muscle that's a high estimate well I'm th- this is gossip baby and <laughs> I can that's, gossip as I want that that is the rules of gossip and uh I'm not gonna stop you there but I'm gonna guess 498 and everything Ooh. lowers me yeah you're right price is right rules okay yes um, one thing that I was going to mention, so 
in this episode, Ellis is here and she keeps confusing George for Thatch and she's confusing uh, just like everyone. Like she's just kind of mixed up. Um, here's the thing. So the chief has not been cleared for surgery because otherwise he would do like the work on her because she is not like giving anyone permission to work on her or to do surgery, whatever. And then, um, so then the chief basically begs Burke to do the surgery. And he's like, I need you to do this for me. It's for Alice. And then we see that Burke has done surgery. He's talking to Alice and Alice clearly thinks that Burke is Richard. Like she's in some sort of like, uh, the state where she's thinking in the past so she's thinking she's seeing burke as richard is richard trying to set up that he knew that she was gonna assume the doctor was good was richard like and then and like she would only let richard do the she would only give permission to richard to do this procedure and so that's why it had to be burke because it had to be someone that she would think is richard Oh wow! I didn't even like clock that. Because then I was so like, she's is just this, like, like kind of racist. Mm, like, it, like definitely. Like, yeah. like she's like she's gonna confuse a black doctor for young Richard. And is yeah. Burke the only other black surgeon that was available for the surgery? Because Burke was clearly busy, but yeah. he had no other option. See, I thought he was choosing Burke because he thought Burke was the best surgeon. And now that you're saying that, I think he was just anticipating, like, I know Alice is kind of racist, so this will work, which is yeah. sad. It was, it was, I thought that was like a little, I, I was a little like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> also, what's going on with Richard and Alice? I like, mean, I there's something there. There's definitely, they're definitely revealed in this episode that they used to be a thing. Yeah. But I couldn't tell what kind of thing. Like, of course, they've like, yeah, maybe they were like hooking up or something. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, were they dating? And then I was like, wait, is there going to be a reveal that Meredith's dad is Weber? And then, Holy shit. And I then I was like, oh, I kind of get the sense that like Burke and Christina are Ellis and Weber. Right. And so then it's like, I kind of feel like they were like together, but always in a way that was like secret and unsaid. And then like, you know what I mean? And I, I almost think they're like showing a parallel there. Interesting. Oh, I didn't really pick up on that. And then I feel like it's sort of like a choose your own adventure for Christina of like, do you yeah. want to be Ellis and be great, but like never have this great love or, oh, maybe I'm getting a little ahead of myself. <laughs> no, that, that makes sense. Like, they definitely do parallel each other. I wonder if Meredith and Christina will ever talk about that. Yeah. I wonder, but I guess, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, but because I feel like Christy or Meredith and Derek were like dating, dating, right? Yes. But it's not like it. I don't necessarily think the comparison is Meredith, but maybe it's supposed to be. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I honestly, maybe I need to rewatch this episode. I'm getting a little. Uh, heady <laughs> yeah i'm now i'm like confused about everything i'm like no. is alex thatcher and george's ellis like what's happening are none of them anyone and they're all fucking figments of my imagination oh that's i can't go there what case did you work on this week 
Oh, I actually had a really interesting case this week. I was um I was in the ER, so I was kind of taking in emergency patients and this woman came in and she was reading Infinite Jest and she got a thousand paper cuts from it. She basically got a paper cut from every page she turned and she just had a thousand paper cuts on her fingers. Oh my god. Yeah, and so basically it it had become a real problem. Like her fingers were so cut up that she um she could barely use them. Wow. So what I had you... to sew them all up, but I had to sew them all up one little cut at a time. So it took an incredibly incredible amount of time. Why'd you have to why'd you have to sew up a paper cut? Those are usually really thin and small and not very deep. Well, okay, I'll tell you. I I've been I've been trying to practice my stitching because um I had a patient I had a patient last week who uh I sewed I sewed him up and I sewed him too loose and he got unstitched and all of his intestines fell out oh god and I'm really working on just you know being really thorough on it because I can't have another meeting with the chief no you've had like you must be on your last strike I'm definitely on my last strike because that I remember that guy. He was leaving. I think his name was Gary Foldman or something. And he was leaving. He was like, "Bye, docs. Thank you so much." And then it was like, foo, foo, foo. "Gut, intestine, gut, intestine." Literally in the doorway. Everybody kept saying, "Who sewed him up? Who sewed him up?" And I, you did not chime in. No, I was like, "Who did that?" Yeah, but that, this yeah. is me revealing my soul to you guys. It was me. Wow. I oh sewed him God. too loose. I did a loose stitch. So now you just did a bunch of really tight finger yeah i did a lot of very tight stitches Hmm. did you like the patient the patient was um you know what the patient was (sighs) not my favorite (laughs) yeah Um, you didn't seem like it no i i try to give everyone the benefit of the doubt but this one was just really grinding my gears she was chewing gum in a way that I just simply didn't like and I was like yeah I was like if you want me to concentrate on these tiny 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 microscopic stitches I'm gonna need you to fucking close your damn trap babe and she didn't so she just like kept chomping and I don't know about you but like I really have this thing where I do not like the sound of people like chewing gum with their mouth open what did it sound like can you like yeah it was disgusting Wow. I mean, I mean, as a doctor, we're supposed to just sort of work around stuff like that. Um, did anyone hear you yell at her? <laughs> I don't think that would be a good thing. Um, Dr. Karev was there uh-huh. um, and he did hear me yell at her. And and then he actually kind of like t- he didn't even really know what was going on, but he sort of like jumped at the opportunity to yell at a woman. And he was yeah. like, yeah you stupid bitch get out of here beat it bozo and i was oh like what the hell yeah we were like i was like whoa that's actually like too far but he was i mean it was there was no stopping him once he got started he he and like he didn't even know what was happening like he was across the er like fully the other side of the room and he just when he saw the just the window of opportunity to scream scream in a woman's face he that's, just fucking lunged that he is classic loves Karev. that shit. Oh my god. 
He really does. That's yeah. So shirt. I was, I was screaming at a lady in the ER. What were you working on? I, um, I had a case that was actually sort of similar to George's case where I was working with an Alzheimer's patient who thought I was someone else. Um, they thought I was a florist, their florist, mm. um, Miranda, um, Hayward. Oh, that was the name of the florist. And I basically had this patient, I was trying to get tests because she had a, uh, a lump on her neck and uh she just kept calling me miranda miranda i need tulips i need tulips in the morning i need tulips for my son's graduation in the morning and so i said okay here we go and i put on a little hat and i actually went out and spent about three-fourths of the day at the botanical garden hmm. and found all the flowers she wanted which were very hard they're from all over the world and i put together an amazing bouquet and along the way i actually met a few people who loved my work so much they asked for my number and so i started giving out a number next thing you know i was at the postal office and i was printing out little uh uh you know business cards and um <laughs> long story short short if you ever need flowers flowers by miranda that's me um, and I'm pretty much available two hours a week on Sundays. I'm sorry. Wait. So instead of doing medical work on this patient, you've just picked up a part-time gig. Well, it sounds yes. like, yeah. How do you have time to be a florist? Did you, did you end up practicing any medicine at all? Well, no, because what happened was in the morning she asked for the flowers. I kind of was like, oh, you have Alzheimer's. And she obviously she didn't know she did. So then I was like, well, I've always kind of been interested in what it would be like. And then I kind of was like, who is Miranda Hayworth? That was the name of the florist she kept calling me. And then suddenly I was like, oh, I'm Miranda Hayworth. And I was doing this whole accent and voice. And I found myself actually happier than I've ever been in my whole life. And I had a lovely husband who owned a small bank in london and i was like whoa oh. <laughs> it was amazing i had a whole different persona and ended up yeah wait I've, I've heard of you because we actually have a bunch of miranda hayworths downstairs right now like all those sunflowers yeah that's, that's me yeah no i went out and picked them during uh one of my shifts well okay let me ask you something and you know i i know we've talked about like what would we be if we weren't doctors? Do you want to be a florist? Oh God, Stephanie, what that is such a hard question. Um, do I want to be, I, I would be, I would be a florist, but I still do think my number one thing is I want to solve the San Francisco killer case. Uh, mm. So I have to say, I would like to be a florist detective therapist, I guess. Florist detective therapist, but where does surgeon fall in? Oh, um, falls in on the weekends i think it falls in on snack times i think yeah probably whenever the case has a bit of a lull okay um interesting interesting well i'm really happy that you like found your passion i'm just like i don't want to burst your bubble at all i'm just kind of concerned that you've now created this like double identity for yourself instead of just like treating an Alzheimer's patient. You've now kind of taken over her life and her identity. And it sounds like you're maybe sleeping with her husband as well. And I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm just concerned as a friend, I'm concerned. And as no, a colleague, no, no. I, I feel really worried. 
I'm, I have to clear the air. She thought I was her florist. She didn't think I was her. So I wasn't taking her identity. I was just becoming the florist that she thought I was. So it's okay. actually totally fine. Then then it's fine. I misunderstood. <laughs> I I thought that she was the florist and you needed to help Mm-mm. do it. Oh, in that case, then you're totally in the clear. You're yeah. totally fine. I then, thought so. What's a little, what's a little make-believe? Exactly. And like, so what? But did you, get how was your patient doing? Is she doing okay? Well, that, uh, she left. Oh, she, you just let her leave. Did she, did she drive? No, she, oh, okay. <laughs> come on. She didn't drive. I dropped her off. Just, oh, you took her car? Yeah. Okay. See that? I dropped actually, her off and I, I drove think- her car home and I said, you shouldn't use this anymore. And I parked it in the garage. Oh my God. Okay. Actually, this is really, that's great of you. I, I will say people were looking for you all day. <laughs> Were they? Yeah, uh, we actually I, really needed some help. We were really, I mean, there was just so much to be done, especially when, once Christina went down and Bailey was out and mm. Addison was then occupied with that. It's just like we were really, it was all hands on deck and we couldn't find you. Right. We almost yeah. lost that little baby in the NICU because of you. Oh, geez. I mean, I would say sorry, but I was like doing a job. Like it might not have been the job I signed up for that day but the it job was you're paid for right but it was patient care because that woman really wanted flowers you know what I get that because sometimes flowers can really lighten up a room but it's just like I'm just like looking out for you as a sister as a friend mm-hmm. as a fellow as a co-host of a podcast I I feel like as much as you can try to like keep stay in the walls of the hospital really okay i'm hey. yeah i would just try don't you ever want to leave and just i don't know go, go dancing yeah go dancing. of course every day i get there in 6 a.m because i'm working mornings and i just i want to go dancing but you know i i know i gotta stay in the hospital okay next episode i'm gonna stay in the hospital the whole time yeah i think that's honestly i think you should i think that's probably for the best what if next time you venture out of the hospital a little bit you know what <laughs> I don't, I just spent so long telling you that you shouldn't do it, but maybe I should. Maybe I am the exception to this rule. I just want one of us to be like doing another like side gig. I just feel like it's important like for our growth as doctors to also be like, I don't know. I learned a lot about flora, you know? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I'll go out and I'll learn about fauna. (laughs) Oh, please. That'll be complete. Okay. Actually, let's do that. I'll learn about fauna. You've already got us covered on the flora and then we can do some sort of side hustle. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You should apply for a job at Miranda's uh, flower. Now I'm just confused. (laughs) Is, is that a real business? Okay. I don't understand what's confusing about this. I was mistakenly called Miranda florist. I took over her personality. I went out. You're saying you didn't take over a person's personality. I took over not the florists. But yeah. then you said that the florist has a husband. Did you invent this personality or is this a real yes. person that exists? I invented this as my backstory because uh, when okay. I was being Miranda for the uh, patient, I kind of got I got dude, in too deep, Stephanie. You have a really, I will say you have a beautiful imagination. And I wish you would let me collaborate on some on some projects. I wish you would be part of my claimation. I feel like we could really do something beautiful together, but you just I would love to. Let's do that. Let's get let's get in on it together. 
I I do have a beautiful imagination and that's why Miranda was such a full character that she started a business because all her I've, life yeah, I've purchased from her and I had no idea it was you the whole yeah, time thank you by the way of course $85 for a flower seems steep but it's actually practically free these things go for a lot really how much mm. do some flowers go for a thousand two thousand easy dollars yeah damn Mm -hmm. yeah well then i thank you for cutting me such a great deal yeah no problem i can't believe you didn't recognize me under my wig no i did that wig is it's a really high quality wig thank you and the wind was whipping that day and it was just planted to your head didn't move an inch no no yep 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 well all right you're gonna have to let me try on that wig sometime I will. Well, I think that was it for episode three. Um, We know what we're doing for next week. I am going to be learning about fauna. You're going to be stirring up some kind of drama, hopefully. Mm -hmm. And then I think we'll make it. We'll definitely be on there. I mean, especially if Christina has, I mean, not to get dark with it, but especially if Christina has some, probably she has some recovering to do. I imagine they're going to be needing some people. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that's slack, you know, that's our opportunity. Let's just be honest about it. All right. All right. I look forward to it. I'll see you in the trundle bed for soft pretzel Sunday. All right. See ya. Bye. Nobody knows where we might end up. Nobody knows. Something like that.